I'm Andrea. And I'm Aaron. In each episode, we feature a destination anywhere from right in our neighborhood to far off lands. We bring you our experience, some history, and a taste of each destination by sampling something unique to it. So whether you're listening to this in your car, on a train, on a plane, or in Spain, you'll learn about something to add to your bucket list. Or to remove from it. And And in this week's episode, we're going to explore the slanted door in San Francisco, California, taste some different tea. Not spill it. Not spill it. And learn about the history of the slanted door in San Francisco. So sit back and take a journey with us as we talk about the world outside your window. Hi, Andrea. How are we doing today? Uh, We're doing pretty well. Apparently, I just (laughs) want to do the entire podcast on my own. Oh, it's wonderful. I'm so good at this. Thank you um, for for having me over yet again so we can do yeah. our wonderful recording set. Um, so I wanted to dive in before we get to the taste. I just wanted to kind of explain why I wanted to talk about the slanted door. To, so for full disclosure, I I went in 2015 and I had drinks and a couple appetizers and it was wonderful. And it was also the first and only time that I've actually been to California in my life. Really? Yeah. Um, it's, you know, I just, I don't usually make it to the West coast. You know, I didn't do anything, um, when I was heavily traveling for work, Mm -hmm. that was the only time I actually made it farther West than Vegas. Well, your company didn't really have a lot of contracts on the West coast. No, we had one in Oregon that I had dealt with for literally like a couple of days. Um, but outside of that, you know, I had, I just had to go to California to kind of help support, uh, a manager that we had at our one facility in the Oakland area. And, uh, luckily I've got a friend that lives in the San Francisco. Bay Area, and uh, I hadn't really talked to her in a while, so I let her know I was visiting, and she brought me to the slanted door, and I, it's kind of set with me. And part of the reason that I decided to talk about this is because I was looking at Facebook, and it gave me the like, this thing happened, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. Well, and I, I am actually going to San Francisco in May, mm-hmm. so um, I'm looking at places that I might want to go to. Yeah, it's it's also one of those things. Like I, when when we started, like I, you know, I I, I found the the Facebook post, and I'm like man, I haven't been there in forever. I haven't talked to that person in forever. Um, but then I remember just kind of how delicious everything was. And the, the atmosphere was amazing. Um, cause it was like Friday afternoon on, you know, on the wharf and, uh, you know, looking out at the bay, it was very, it was very surreal for me cause I'd only seen that area of the country in well, photos and video. Do you get vacation? Point. Like, honestly, um, I'm going to get a hotel room. Like, you could literally go to, uh, you could literally go to San Francisco and have a free hotel room for a couple of days. I'm saving because uh, my wife and I want to go to New Zealand at uh, some point in the next couple of years. That makes sense. And that is an expensive trip. Yeah. Well, and like for me, it, I have to use my vacation every year, so mm-hmm. we don't get to save our vacation up. That's okay. I don't actually get vacation days. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, but no, it's uh, like, so I wanted to kind of talk about this because, uh, you know, finding that Facebook post reminded me just kind of how delicious that was. This place is pretty. Oh, no. It like, it is one of those things that part of the reason that I have so many memories from something that I was literally at once five years ago is because everything is just so well done. The mm-hmm. whole, the like, the seating area is is great. They have kind of, uh, like, I think we sat at one of the bars because I think they have at, at least two bars that yeah. are kind of, like, they have, like, the big service bar and then they've got the one that you can kind of sit at. Um, and it's, it's just a very 
beautiful place. Uh, you know, their platings, you know, just it, it is a lot to look at. It is a lot to kind of take in. Um, but it is, a, it's an experience for the senses entirely in that place. Um, I can't remember what I had to drink. I like literally was looking through and all that, all that said that I was there was literally just the, like, um, the check-in with my yeah. friend. I'm here. Yes, we were here uh, having uh, having lunch with our human friend, is what it said. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's a lot of there's a lot to offer here, and mm-hmm. it looks like they have um, you know they have a different lunch and dinner menu and a prefix menu. Mm-hmm. Um, the the pref- I always like to see what a prefix what prefix they do, and I know that they've changed it several times throughout the co- the, the course of the years because I know huh. like. I think they may have cha- they may they may have changed their like spring roll recipe, but I don't think that usually happens. But I know I had I had I had two different types of roll while mm-hmm. I was there, and I know one of them was the uh, the spring rolls, and man, were those delicious! Yeah, this looks really really mm-hmm. uh, tasty. I mean, you've got imp- you've got Gulf shrimp, pork shoulder, vermicelli noodles, mm-hmm. roasted peanut in a, in a crispy in a crispy roll, mm-hmm. um, and then it looks like you also have like regular rolls too that you can have. Mm-hmm. Um, Wow, I think I had uh, the the imperial roll mm-hmm. and uh, and the spring roll because the 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 rolls are not small. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you know you go to uh, your kind of standard Asian place and it's got an egg roll and the egg roll is kind of you know a, like three inches long and like maybe an inch in diameter and that's not what you're getting at a place like this. Like the spring rolls, I think, mm-hmm. are legit like almost a foot long and just kind of cut in half. Like they're huge. Oh yeah, and like filet mignon for lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, yuba noodles. Uh, they have veget uh, they have vegetarian often uh, options, gluten free options. It looks like mm-hmm. this is this is pretty good. I mean, it's uh, you know it's kind of Vietnamese fusion. Oh yeah, um, but it. It's everything's just well done. Like the the every area that you go into is very well maintained. It's very beautiful. Um, I don't think that they've done any major updates in the last several years because the photos that we're seeing that are current um, are bringing me back to when I was there because that bar, that nice, like just solid, mm-hmm. dark stone countertop in the bar. Um, and it's a large bar. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the, the options that it has has to offer uh this is this is so pretty Mm -hmm. yeah and again it's it's one of those things that it's a place that has stuck with me to that extent like i couldn't remember what it was called until i saw the Mm -hmm. um the facebook it looks like it was a takeout option too Mm mm-hmm that's pretty cool. It's got kind of like um, like a secondary yeah, area. like a takeout window or yeah. a mock up because it's a, like it's part of a big complex mm-hmm. um, that's right right on the water there. Um, like so, we got to you know look out onto. I, I I keep saying it's the wharf. I can't remember if it's a wharf sure. or it's part of the bay. I don't know enough about that area. <laughs> I haven't spent enough time there to be completely certain. Interesting. Um, but like honestly, just like we'll have uh, you know we'll have some some stuff in the show notes on the website right um but look up this landed door look at the photos especially the photos of their kind of like patio area because you also have the dining room has these giant windows that uh that allow you to look out on the water and it's it's oddly serene for being in a very very high class establishment 
Yeah, it is. It is really neat. So um, it looks like the slanted door opened in 1995. Mm -hmm. Um, The chef owner is named Charles Fan. Um, and it, it's where it moved to its location in the ferry building. And it looks like the ferry building, as you said, is kind of a complex. So it's mm-hmm. got a lot of different locations to explore and take a look at. I know that there was like there's coffee shops mm-hmm. and I think there was a bakery uh, in there. And, you know, things like that may have changed because, again, it's been five years since I've been there. Um, but it is if you're going to be in that area anyway, it is so worth going there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do love that on their website, they have their kind of like farms that they work with. <laughs> yeah. Because that's like when, you know, the farm to table movement is a huge thing in the, like the high end food community right now. And it's so cool to see, uh, see like a place that's a uh, blending Vietnamese cooking with farm to table. Like mm-hmm. that's unreal. Um, to, and it's so San Francisco too. Mm hmm. And it's, you know, it's, there's, there's not a lot of places like you go to restaurants all the time and you don't know where they got their food from and the food is still going to be good. Um, but you'd almost think at certain points that when you have the ability to look at the website and see exactly what farm, uh, they got their, they get their produce for, from, or their, their livestock, uh, you know, meats from, uh, it's really amazing to be able to know exactly how long it's been, uh, since, you know, that animal got slaughtered or those, those greens got harvested mm-hmm. um, and you get the freshest options possible. Right. And so it opened there um, uh, at the on Valencia Street in 1995 and it's it's maintained the same consistent vision. Um, they actually won the James Beard Award in 2014. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they have a mission to deliver quality and consistent food. Mm hmm. Um, and and for for people that might not be aware, I mean, it, it's a huge deal if you're a restaurant to win a James Beard Award. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like winning an Oscar for food. Exactly, it's a huge honor, and it's you know they do it once a year. Yeah. It is not and one restaurant mm-hmm. around the country wins that award each yeah. year. That means that you have consistent quality and excellence in food, atmosphere, and service. You know, it's, I'd almost say that that's closer to a Nobel Prize for food mm-hmm. than, uh, than, than, than Oscar. Because oh. you know, the Oscars have so many different categories. I wouldn't use the Nobel just because that a Nobel Prize is generally like philanthropy or um, like advancements in culture. And well, I, I actually know. I, I mean, so I was more thinking huh. I was I was making the comparison based on, you know, the Oscars have dozens of different categories. That's true. And that whereas the James Beard, you send out the James That's Beard. That's true. Yeah. Um, and it's you don't get like the James Beard for pastry chefs and the James. Mm-hmm. It's like this is you get the James Beard Award for 2014 the next person that gets james beard ward is in 2015 yeah it's pretty cool um and it's it's one of those places that just kind of you know it, it it's somebody that that has tried to make their their mark in a place that necessarily you know is difficult to make their mark in i'm really excited that you're going to be able to go um and like see this place hopefully i'm hope i'm hopeful we'll see i mean because i'm going for work so yeah that's the only thing that sucks about traveling for work when it's just like i want to do these 15 other things and they're like you know you still have to do your work obligations right and you're like "Mm, bummer yeah um but anyway it's cool and like uh, so I'm looking at the article about the James Beard Award. It mm-hmm. actually looks like um, they 
they started, they moved to the Mission District uh, from their original location um, in 1995. I mean, when they opened there, they, they, uh, the owner was praying that he would make $200 a day. Mm-hmm. So to go from that to where they are now is incredible. Well, and the fact that they've been like this restaurant has been going since the 90s and it has stayed relevant and mm-hmm. it has stayed like, you know, when you open in 95 and you win a James Beard Award for the same restaurant, even if it's in a different location. But that's 10 years. That's almost 20 years later. Like that's you're doing something very right at that point mm-hmm. because it is, you know, there's a lot of restaurants that they open and then they just close. I mean, we talked about. Ward 6 a couple times on the show which is sadly no longer in existence. It was one of my favorite little places to go but they were only open for like two or three years and that's still a decent run in the restaurant world. You know being open for six months is not great but you have enough pop-ups that they are designed to be only open for a month or two Um, but being able to have this kind of level of consistent quality for you know going on 30 years right now because we're looking at least 25 years um from 95 to now if my math is correct from 95 to now mm-hmm. that is that yeah that's 25 years yeah you got it um i yeah. was hoping that you no, know you got it subtract like adding five to 20 would get me to 25 so for for the food they offer um they have a raw bar which does like um caviar uh you know, uh, tartar, tuna tartare, oysters. Um, they do sort of like spring rolls, mm-hmm. um, a d- couple of different varieties. Uh, so like vegetarian, so like tofu, um, taro root, that kind of thing. Um, the appetizers, uh, they have mung bean dumplings, uh, gulf shrimp, scallion, uh, like barbecue pork, spare ribs. Oh, wow. There's a lot of the, like a lot of their seafood is incredibly fresh because mm-hmm. it's coming from like you know of the like fish market in the ferry building yeah um so it it, the place just smells amazing i can imagine and the you know the seats it's one of those places that it's fancy but it's not pretentious Mm -hmm. so like you know the bar is a very dark stone like i mentioned before and you've got these kind of high-backed angular chairs but everything is comfy yeah like when i was there i just remember feeling at home and very comfortable and i it you know it was kind of mid-afternoon right around the time that most people were getting off of work kind of on a Friday. Um, so that's still going to be a time where things are busy. It wasn't super packed in there at that time. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of people in the restaurant, like as a whole, you know, there, like there was maybe a ta- like a space or two between each group at the bar, you know, maybe one chair on either side. Um, so it wasn't like shoulder to shoulder, but it felt quiet. It felt intimate. It felt like, you know, my friend and I could have a conversation and we weren't being in the way and we didn't have other people in our way. Yeah. So price wise, um, you sort of it, it's not it's not it's not inexpensive. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely not cheap. But at the same time, if you wanted to go and just taste some things, I mean, you could go and get their spring rolls for lunch and, you know, mm-hmm. still make it out with your wallet intact. Yeah, I think... Um, I mean, the spring rolls are 15 and 16 bucks a piece, so yeah. it's not inexpensive. But I mean, for San Francisco, that's not a bad deal. That's almost pretty average for that area. Yeah, for that, especially for the area that, that, that this place is in, that is pretty good. And if you're looking for an actual good um, 
an actual pretty decent um, deal. You know, you could uh, you could actually do their prefix menu mm-hmm. um, and do a prefix lunch for uh, fifty five person. You know, it's it's listed I mean, at fifty four. It's, it's it's probably you know you're anticipating going to be some tax on there. I don't mm-hmm. think that's I don't think that's without. I don't I right. don't think tax is added in that price. Mm-hmm. And it's it's th- your it's served family style. It's mm-hmm. uh it's three appetizers, three entrees, and one veggie. Mm-hmm. Um, split between however many people. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's also one of those things when when I went, I remember it was probably about sixty five bucks for the two of us to have a couple of drinks and uh, and like the rolls. But I never felt like it wasn't worth it. Mm -hmm. You know, we we each had two drinks. We each had, you know, a decent amount of food. Like I did not leave like really hungry. Like I definitely had not had a meal. But I left satisfied. Right. Exactly. And so it's it's not. And then you you can add on like additional appetizers or veggies for three bucks or additional entrees for six a piece. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it it might be worth it, you know, if you're looking for like a nice expensive meal, but to kind of splurge to Mm -hmm. try their prefix lunch or dinner. Exactly. The lunch is 50. The the dinner is like 78 when you have, if you're um, doing the private dining, if you're doing um, a larger group of people, like seven or more, it's 65. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's like, that's still, that's not a bad price. Cause Mm -hmm. I've, you know, I've had, I've had meals locally that cost me, you know, 150 bucks for two people you know because we went and did the Radisson Blue so we did Fire Lake at the Radisson Blue um, which is amazing and delicious and we can talk about that completely on a different episode Um, but you know it's not far off Mm -hmm. um, from from that price and I think you actually get more food with the prefix menu at yeah. uh, at the slanted door, and if you wanted to do something just a little bit different, you could always you know go and get like a spring roll there and mm-hmm. go tour the rest of the ferry building. I mean, there's all kinds of things to see. You can go try some cheese at the cheese shop. Um, you know, go to like one of the bars. Um, it is within walking distance of uh, the baseball stadium there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's plenty of things to see when you're there. Um, you know, I that's one of my favorite things actually about. Uh, places that are in like markets like this mm-hmm. is you don't have to necessarily spend your all of your buck in one place. Mm-hmm. You can spend you can try it in different places. Well, and also um, one thing side note just about being in the Bay Area, and again I've been there once. Uh, the thing that I that I learned really quickly: do not stay in San Francisco proper. Stay in Pacifica, Daly City, kind of somewhere else, and then just take the Bart. As, as far as you can because um, it'll save you a lot of time it'll like when you go across the Bay Bridge um, tolls are tolls exist going into San Francisco but not out right. and they're cash only and it's weird hmm and I've like I double checked uh, like probably six months ago to see if those were still in effect, but they're still like it's six or seven bucks cash only. I remember the guy was so mad that I didn't have any cash. I'm like, there wasn't a toll when I left when I left yesterday, and he's like, there's only tolls coming in. I'm like, well, I, you need to have signs, man. So um, we've gotten twenty, almost twenty minutes into the episode. We haven't talked about what we're drinking. Um, it's because we haven't. We're recording this in the morning, and both of us have to drive places. <laughs> yep. Um, I have to head to King's Bar or King's Place. Which have we done an episode on Kings? 
I don't think we have. We need to do an episode on Kings because Kings is one of those places in Minnesota that's worth traveling to, and we will do an episode on it in the future. We can we can wrap that up for one fifty six because our social episode is going to be coming that's up true. next week. Um, but what we're drinking is tea. Yes, um, I have an Irish breakfast tea with a little bit of honey in it, and I've got like a pear uh, ginger green tea mm-hmm. from Trader Joe's. Yeah, uh, they're tasty. Uh, mm-hmm. Mine's a Twinings tea or Twinings Twinings. I don't. No. I think it's Twinings. I'll go with Twinings. Yeah. Um, so I love tea. I love caffeinated tea and non-caffeinated, decaffeinated tea um, because it's it's one of those nice like uh, morning beverages that you can drink and, and feel satisfied. I'm very much uh, a much more a coffee person yeah. than tea, uh, but I do enjoy tea from time to time. Like I've added, you know, a decent amount of honey, probably a little bit more honey than mm-hmm. I usually should. Uh, but I like really sweet things. Yeah. And tea for me has always been... Maybe it's because I just didn't steep it long enough when I was younger. Maybe I just didn't understand because I know my palate has definitely changed since I was in my teens. Mm -hmm. Um, But like I just didn't really drink a lot of tea for most of my life because I always felt that it was too weak. You know, because there's there's some people that sit there and talk about strong teas, and but that that really comes down to your palate and kind of mm-hmm. how you interact with the thing that you're you're having. You know, if you have less water, you steep it longer. It's going to have a stronger flavor. It's going to be more pronounced. Um, but I always felt when I'd have tea, I would you know I'd put the bag in the hot water and I'd let it sit there for a little while, maybe not long mm-hmm. enough, um, and then I would start to try to drink it, and it's just like it tastes like barely flavored hot water. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that people forget about is well two things one you're supposed to remove the tea bag mm-hmm. and two uh you're you're supposed to steep for a certain amount of time like tea isn't meant to just have the tea bag in there forever mm-hmm. um it's actually meant to steep for a prescribed amount of time to get the flavor that you want. And it also depends on if you're using pre-bagged tea True. or if you're using loose leaf, loose leaf yeah. in like an infuser. Because mm-hmm. um, my my wife is a very, like she loves tea. She drinks a lot of tea. Um, she has uh, something that I didn't understand existed at first uh, or until recently, which is it's a blooming tea. Have you ever seen those? Um I, no, describe it so for me. So blooming tea, it's basically a dried flower that you put into hot water and it opens cool. as it, uh, you know, as the as the it starts to steep the the tea from the leaves of the flower and kind of the bulb of it, um, the flower will open and kind of rebloom for that last time. And you generally want to put it into a very clear. Um, clear mugs so that you can see it from all sides and it's it looks amazing and i haven't tasted any of it because she has a very small amount of that i leave Mm -hmm. that for her um but she like i have a a container that has like my coffee implements and stuff and then she's got a thing that's just teas and she's probably got 40 different types of tea in there and there's loose leaf and there's the you know different bags um so I feel almost guilty at times because she drinks so much tea and I just always though, oh, I'll make coffee. Um, but there is such a wealth of difference and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of uh, variety of different types of tea. Yeah. And like, I think that's one of the things that I always felt ruined it for me, too, when it came to tea is I didn't understand that teas actually had steeping times to mm-hmm. them. 
And I didn't understand that you also had to, like, if you're using prepegged tea, like, you're not supposed to just leave the tea bag in there. Mm-hmm. You know, because one of the one of the big complaints I had when I first started trying to drink tea was the bag uh, kept hitting you in the face. Well, not only that, but like, uh, you know, I would leave the tea bag in there, and after like 20 minutes, I'd be like, "Oh, this tea just doesn't taste good anymore." <laughs> and it was like, "Oh, well, it's because it just got oversteeped." Yep. It's now uh, it's now kind of gone past the point where it's delicious and has gotten bad. Mm-hmm. So I want to I, I may have mentioned this on the show before, um, but I kind of want to since we're talking about San Francisco, mm-hmm. I want to talk about one of my favorite things in San Francisco. Um, and it's the Musée Mechanique. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the largest privately owned collection of mechanically operated musical instruments and antique arcade machines, um, either in the U.S. or in the world. Is this the type of place that would have a Zoltar machine? Yes, it definitely has a Zoltar machine. Okay. Uh, it also has like it also has like a, a bunch of really creepy uh, giant. So Five Nights at Freddy's was set in a real place. It would be here. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the, it, like the photos that are up right now. They uh, they they say to me this is very interesting and it also is complete nightmare fuel. Yeah. So this the one that I just pulled up for uh, Aaron to take a look at is <laughs> Laughing Sal. All right. Laughing Sal has a very deep voiced uh, like thing to it. Um, I'm like, I mean. <sighs> When I see this, like we've pulled up a video now and we're going to listen to it and it just, I'm, I'm amazed that this is something that doesn't have its own horror flick already. So I, I full disclosure, mm-hmm. I actually am scared of dummies. Okay. And this does actually give me nightmares. So we have the volume turned up listeners. Um, you probably will be able to hear this. And if you can't, I'm sorry. We'll post the video. We'll as post well. the video too in our show notes. Here we go. that's enough of laughing cell yeah if you want to watch the full video uh, it's like a minute and 14 you can also kind of like look at laughing cell because there's legit um a lot of videos that popped up when we looked up mm-hmm. but it it is it is absolute nightmare fuel because <laughs> it's just this giant well, I mean, giant for in a box but it's just this specific red-haired uh like female uh, kind of mechanical person mm-hmm. with a gap tooth situation going on and just oddly gyrating and bending at the waist and just shaking a lot mm-hmm. and sounding like, uh, you know, something that's coming at you in the middle of the night to harm you. But uh, for for like just for, you know, the sake of um, explain explanation here, these things were were intended were like the precursors to basically like amnitronics as we kind of understand them today. Mm-hmm. Like the the these were kind of the things that helped kind of create the idea of 
you know, when you go to like Disney World and you go to the Hall of Presidents, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like these were the things that gave us that paved the way for those. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, they are definitely interesting historically as to what they do. It is also terrifying to see some of the weird carved Mm -hmm. faces. Yeah. So in addition to all of these creepy things, they also actually have legit like game things that you can Mm -hmm. play there too. I mean, it's not just like these weird like uh, automatons. They have like Nickelodeons where you turn like the reels. Mm -hmm. They have like little pinball machine things. They have like actual like arcade games you can play when you're there. Um, Like skee-ball, like you know, so it, it's it's an actual collection of like so you know like legit games too. Yeah, I mean, in a way, it feels like you know how. Um, oh, I just blanked on the name of it. Can Can Wonderland. Thank you. Can Can Wonderland is mm-hmm. like they have a bunch of restored games that you can play. Awesome. This place is kind of like that, but bigger. Okay. Um, it probably doesn't have a bar. No, it definitely doesn't have a bar because it's a an old place that's worth it's, visiting. It's a museum. Yeah. Museums don't generally serve booze. So, do you want to tell us of a place that we should visit? Fans at travelbyproxy.com is our email. You can leave a comment on our Facebook page or hit us up on Twitter. The Travel by Proxy theme is Good Day by Alex, copyright 2012. Our closing music is Now We're Talking by Jerris, copyright 2015, both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license and can be found at dig.ccmixter.org. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it, and we wish you a look look out your window. Walking with you and your moving peace stones and your rearranging all the pieces that you find. Now we're talking about things and places, all the names and the faces, all the people that you love.